Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Touchdown, Titans! There are no flags on the field! It's a miracle! What's going on, everybody? Sam, joined with Nick. It's Music City Miracles, Titans Unfiltered, bringing you with another episode. It's a bye week, Nick. And I don't know if you saw the uniform tweet, but listen, I'm in sweatpants. Everybody should just be in sweatpants. We should just take ice baths, use Epsom salt, and everybody just kick your feet up. We, like, the Titans are overcoming their injuries. We need to overcome our fatigue because the last few weeks have been tiring for the fans. Yeah, like, once that game ended, I was like, oh, like, thank God. Like, we, we've we made it to, like, this – this. Ha- it's not a halfway point, but it's kind of been that light at the end of the tunnel. Like, maybe we can just get to the bye week. We can get back on track. Um, I, I don't know about you, Sam. I can't remember a season, not only in, like, my Titans fandom, but, like, any team I've been a fan of that has been like so derailed by injuries and maybe it feels that way because like the team has been good and has been derailed by injuries. And I'm sure there's been bad teams that have been, you know, destroyed by injuries, but like the stat that came out, I think there's only the Titans only had like 13 guys that have suited up for every game this far, which is five less than the next um, team up. And like um, a couple teams have had like 30, like, 31 guys suit up for every game, something like that. Like, yep, yeah, it's, it's like, they're like breaking records left and right. I, I just can't imagine. Just give me, just give me 25, like, give me like six of those guys back from IR and just let me pluck which ones that I want. And we're probably, we're probably still sitting with only two losses right now. Yeah. Like, that's how crazy it's been because of how, where the hiddenness is, it's so crazy because it's like every key area is getting affected in such a way that where it affects the outcomes of games now, because you can, you can only throw it next man up works so much. The fact of the matter is, I think it's a testament of how good of a coach Mike Rayburn really might be whenever he yeah. kept us. He, we were in that new England game. If we don't make those little mistakes, the defense did everything they were supposed to do. If you score, when you get down to the goal line right there, uh, you don't have the, the punt goal. I, uh, Hang on, what else happened in that game that I saw? It was something. Oh, we don't have the two the fumble after the long run. Yeah. Like if you take away those little things when we're driving, then yeah, like 
we're we're up in that game. We we held New England to so many field goals in that game. Mm-hmm. So where we were literally giving ourselves, I think all of us Titans fans were like, oh, we might actually pull us off, and we would have. But the difference is, is you don't have those pieces in there to make that one play to make it yeah. kind of happen. And Ryan Tannehill, unfortunately, I they, I'm sorry, guys, but there's no way as a quarterback when you want to be the franchise guy that you don't start feeling that pressure and make those mistakes. Russell Westbrook, what's up, uh, Russell Westbrook? Russell Wilson, he's he's dealing with it right now to where he has his weapons. But his defense is so bad that he's like, oh, I got to make this stuff happen. Now, granted, yeah. they should have won the game. They should have won uh, the game that he was in uh, the other night because the fact of the matter is Washington is just god awful. And he just wasn't able to get some things done. I still think that the thumbs affecting his throws a little bit, this, that, and the other. But I, I, when you're in that position, you, you have to be able to do things. And you're just not as talented as some of these other guys. I saw somebody tweet out. They were talking about how and Rogers says when I, when I step on the field, I expect greatness. There's no like I don't care if I haven't practiced. I don't care about this. I don't care if I'm out with COVID. It's been two weeks since the guy's probably practiced. But there's a that's he's a generational type talent. The accuracy that Aaron Rodgers has is greater than any accuracy ever. Like I know that Tom Brady is the goat. He's the greatest of all time. He's clutch. He does this, that, and the other. And he does win in certain situations when Aaron Rodgers maybe won't come up through and win the game, mm-hmm. especially in the NFC Championship game, like games like that. But when it comes to accuracy and being able to put the ball wherever he wants to, nobody has ever done it better than Aaron Rodgers. So you can't really compare the two when it comes to being able to kind of do something with nothing. Right. And that's like the argument. I, you know, there's been a ton of Tannehill talk, um, which is going to happen. Like you're the quarterback, you touch the ball every play, you're going to get the glory and you're going to get the criticism. Um, and the, but the thing I see most is, well, I guess, you know, Tannehill isn't that guy who can just carry the team on his back. And you know what? I, I agree. But the asterisk that needs to be on that is you're just talking about Aaron Rodgers. There's maybe three quarterbacks who on their, you know, if they're healthy, can care, purely carry a team. Right. Like with all practice squad wide receivers and running backs. Right. Like that's not something – that every quarterback can do. I mean, even look at um, Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year. Was he able to carry the Chiefs when his offensive line was a sieve against that Tampa front seven? No, because it's really hard to do. And so the, the you know the, the pass blocking hasn't been great for Tannehill either. And then he's got guys off you know um, Hollister who had <laughs> he had like twelve receiving yards last year comes in first week is like the second most utilized wide receiver after uh, Westbrook Akine. It's, it's just hard to do. And I feel also that there's almost been like some revisionist history with this game. Like the final score, I think is what people are looking at, but that was a competitive game, you know, with like, what was it? Eight minutes left in the fourth, the Titans had it like a goal line opportunity to get it within one score. And like, who knows what could have happened if they converted there? Like, it wasn't like a blowout, like it seems on the scoreboard. No, like they, they hung in there. And, you know, I'd said, I don't, I don't think the Patriots are necessarily um, the contenders that some are making them out to be. And I, I fully believe if the Titans had all, you know, you were saying, give me six guys off IR. If you gave those, you know, even four guys, give us AJ Brown, like Bud Dupree, David Long, I think we win that game. Yep. Yep. 
And that, yeah, like not even with Henry there, just give us those guys to where he has, give him, give him AJ to complete a few more passes to keep some drives going. And we win that game. It was so crazy because I think that this is like, this is one of those games to where I think that a lot of us Titan fans, we really, we didn't get as hyped up for because we knew the situation that we kind of were in. And then next thing you know, like halfway through, like when we get to halftime, I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is really impressive. The fact that they like the, where they what, the position they're in as a head coach, you got to be fired up that your team has had you in that spot, and it just goes to the resolve of that team when it comes to that their us versus them mentality. Because even some of us Titan fans can sometimes be like, yeah, we don't have high expectations. They have high expectations for themselves, no matter who's out there, which is great. Uh, so I mean, if they keep that mentality, we start getting some people back off the IR. I think that is not. It's a little too early for everybody to just be like, oh, man, we just can't. We can't get that. I get it. It sucks seeing all the IRs and this, that, and the other, and this, that, and the other. But what happens towards the end of the season if these people come back and they're healthy? I mean, think about what happens then. Let's not forget about this team was number one AFC. We were talking, oh, it's on, it's on, it's on. So, like, what happens if we – what happens if Derek Henry comes back and he's like, man, you know what? I actually feel like my foot's actually a little decent. I actually can cut on it. What happens then? Like, so there's a lot that can go into it. I'm not 100% sure about that injury, though. Like, just so we're clear, yeah. that injury is serious. So, um, but – that, that's, that's the problem, too, right? Like you said, well, what can happen? Like, I think – I mean, the AFC is so weird this year. Like, the Titans very well could be the best team if they get everybody back. Right. The problem now, though, is we're getting so far into the year, you start to question, like, can we ever get healthy? Right. Like even past Derrick Henry, like we don't know the extent of AJ's injury. Like we don't think it's too bad because they waited a while to put him on IR, but can he be back to normal? Can Julio be back? Can, you know, we get David Long and Bud Dupree back? Uh, yeah. They're all kind of question marks. So the longer it goes without getting those guys back, you know, the more you start to worry about it a little. Because, you know, even if we limp into the playoffs, because, you know, the magic number is three between us getting wins and the Colt having losses. So even if we limp into the playoffs, the way we're currently constructed now, we're not going to do anything realistically, right? Um, we, we need some of those big pieces back. So I think you're holding out hope that it all comes together that way because I, I do think, especially if Henry can be back even 80% of his normal self, then you could go on a run. But if, you know, we only get one or two guys back and the rest of the roster is exhausted from having to carry the team down the stretch, you got to be a little realistic there. Yeah. You have, Do you think that there's like in um, John Robinson and Vrabel's minds that they're kind of like, listen, we put all these guys on our because why not? I mean – Seating is important, but it's also more important to just make sure that when we get in the playoffs, we have those pieces just to see if we can put together a, a few game run to see if we can get there. You, you, there has to be those conversations that are taking place, right? Uh, definitely. I mean, just look at how they've handled the, those two games they've lost this year, right? Like the Jets and the Texans, they were pretty much like, let's take our chances. Let's sit guys and get healthy and try to beat the, these teams without them. And it didn't work out, but yeah, you have to imagine that they're kind of looking at that way, like as a season on a whole, like, let's just get, you know, we can limp to the playoffs. We, we can, we can beat the Jags. We can beat 
you know, the Dolphins or the Steelers, and then odds are the Colts don't win out. Like, if you're playing the odds, the chances of them still making the playoffs are very good. So let's make sure our guys are healthy for that. So I, I do think those conversations are happening. Um, you know, it's it's got to be frustrating. I mean, it is frustrating for us fans to have to experience the fallout out of that. Like, um, but I definitely think that that's, that's their plan right now. Um, as, as of right now, if we went to the playoffs today, then we get like, let's say that the playoff game was tomorrow. We got the bills at home. I got to, I got to tell you for some reason, I just like, I get the weirdest pit in my stomach when you got to run into a team that you already played like that again in the playoffs. Like I would, it, I'd be, I'd be more like at ease playing somebody that we haven't even ran into like straight off the, off the rip. But um, so I saw that we were scheduled to play the Bengals. Who would you rather play the bills or the Bengals? The Bengals. You play the Bengals? Yeah, I play the Bengals. Even after Joe Burrow just tore up that Pittsburgh defense? I play the Bengals. Yeah. I mean, they are the Bengals, so yeah, yeah. they're, they're – you know, the curse of Marvin Lewis will come back. They'll probably fall you, on their face. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll tell you why, because I think that Joe Burrow is going to want to step up in that big moment. That's a lot of fucking pressure with that, with the way our defense plays, regardless of who's in the game. That defense has been – the defense has done what they're supposed to do. And they, if they can, if they can hold New, if they can hold New England to field goals, mm-hmm. then I for sure can hold the Bengals to field goals. And then if we have people back, then for sure we can hang with them. We could probably, we could probably stay in the game a little bit, a lot better than Pittsburgh did now. So yeah. I think that that would be the case. Now, granted, the Bills have kind of showed that they've been a little suspect, but the thing is, is it's a mystery why they've been suspect. They, they should be great. I don't understand what's been going on. Mm-hmm. so yeah they, I, I don't want to see them i don't want to run into them and then they just fucking click because they can go off for of 40 <laughs> that would be our luck yeah that would be our luck yeah no with our luck we'll probably it'll probably like shake out that the bengals overtake the ravens we get the we got to play the ravens again and it's another like 16 10 one long lamar jackson touchdown run that's probably yeah. that's probably I our not, fate did i i did i don't want to play the ravens right now they like i don't know they now, granted, he threw four. He's the first quarterback since the seventies to throw four interceptions and win a game. I mean, it just shows you what the position that that their defense is keeping him in it, and then he makes plays when he needs to make plays. Like I don't want to deal with that. Did you watch that game? That was yeah. one of the ugliest games. There was like, I feel like there was like four turnovers in the span of five minutes at one point. That was wild. Yeah, that felt like that felt like the Texans game a little bit. They said the only reason uh, that the only reason they were able to stay in that game is because of the. Uh, the position on the field where he was throwing the interceptions was like pretty much punt. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's true. I mean, so that, I mean, helped a lot. But, yeah. Um, no, the AFC, like, it's, I mean, there's no team that's really like, Oh man, I don't want to, I don't want to run up against them, which like, I think has been the case the past few years when the Titans have made the playoffs, even when the Titans made a run, the, I mean, remember the Ravens that year, they like were like 13 and, uh, three or 14 and two, something crazy. Right. And the Patriots were good. And then obviously Kansas city finally got the best of us, but I don't feel like there's any team out there that like imposes that kind of terror. So again, that's why I think, like you said, the conversations are, we just need to get healthy because if we're healthy, we can beat these teams. I wouldn't mind the coats not making the playoffs because they, they actually look pretty dangerous right now. 
I think yeah. I think they they should have won that game against the Buccaneers. They just had very poor time management. And Tom Brady will always make you pay if he's yeah. got an opportunity like that. Uh, but him between him and Aaron Rodgers, it's kind of it's kind of neck and neck. But in those kind of positions, it just that was just time management. The way that that game went, whoever had the ball last was going to win. Mm-hmm. And Carson Wentz is actually playing out of his mind right now. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, that's I, a that's a scary part, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know. Uh, I actually expected uh, Tampa Bay to kind of come through and take care of business against that against them and kind of put them back in their place, but they did not. And uh, I, I obviously Jonathan Taylor has all the confidence in the world thanks to Derek Henry being out, so everybody's giving him all this love. So he's running a little bit more inspired. Uh, they're out to prove a point. They they're loving the fact that they're going to have the leading rusher in the league. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just with an asterisk of course but um i mean they're loving it so i mean they they may be a very dangerous team if they whoever they run into in the playoffs so uh i mean if they got in if we, they don't play us i think they probably win round one but um it's a uh, the afc it's it's dangerous man it's dangerous because it's such a toss-up the nfc is kind of like when you get to the playoffs you kind of already your your gut kind of tells you that it's going to be Green Bay and Tampa Bay seeing who goes. Like, your gut yeah, tells you that. Yeah. But you never know. I mean, Arizona, I feel like that they, they're like they their youth of Kyler Murray will get exposed. Uh, the Rams, I mean, they got – you heard of no nut November. They had no win November. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, uh, we, so, the, we started the chain of them getting, like, exposed as frauds, basically. We broke them. Stafford so, turned back into uh, the Detroit pumpkin. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. Now he's out there. He's not even practicing. He's got a hip injury. He's questionable. He he looked like an old man out there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like his back after every route he ran. I mean, they're gonna pay him in on this Bitcoin. I mean, hell, he might want to take the money. He might even buy some health insurance, boy. But I mean, it's just so. I I just feel like that the AFC is a lot more wide open. When it comes to the Super Bowl, though. AFC teams tend to play NFC teams really well, so yeah, it may it's still it's still going to go either way when it gets to the Super Bowl. It's just it's really it's just really hard. After watching Tampa Bay and Indy play, it's kind of like, man, if the Titans went on a run and made it to the Super Bowl, and we had to play Tampa Bay. Like, still going to be sick. Like, I'm still going to be like, God, like it would be, it would be, right? But I, it's just so hard to count that man out until he just gets out of the league. He just finds a way, man. Drives me nuts. I think that would be, I also saw a stat, the Titans, this was earlier in the year, not not the last couple weeks, but I think if Rabel and Brady played each other, that would be the first time ever that former teammates faced off as head coach and still a player, which would be kind of cool. That'd be sick. Um, but, yeah, if anybody – I mean, Belichick outside of last week, which I think, you know, he gets a little bit of an asterisk, has been good about taking down the Patriots and Brady. So he might be one suited to take him down. And you know what? Like, and my cousin's a huge Bucks fan, so I've watched them – or I, I've heard a lot about them from him. He just said they haven't looked good. I mean – they're second. They got nobody in their secondary. That's part of the reason why Carson Wentz looks so good, mm. and they're just inconsistent. And he said there's been bad coaching. So, really, anything can happen. I mean, no team. There's more parity this year in both the NFC and the AFC than I can remember in a while. Right. Um, you know who's actually playing really good right now are the Niners. Yeah. Who early, uh, earlier in the year, I, like 
I was like, oh, nice. We really have an easy stretch down down the end. But now the Niners are playing better. And the Dol- like, Dolphins have strung together some wins with, um, with Tua there. So, yeah. actually, they, uh, Steelers, Steelers looks like an easier game than both of them right now. Steelers definitely the easiest game. Uh, the Niners look great because Debo Samuels is a monster. But the question is, is can they keep Debo Samuels kind of healthy? Because he is getting a little, he, he did get a little banged up. Mm-hmm. in that game or whatever. He's like a Swiss Army knife, though. Absolutely yeah. insane. We talked about this, about trying to yep. use AJ that way, and then, of course, he gets hurt right after the week yeah. after that. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I mean, he is a monster. And I mean, the only thing about San Francisco is I just see Garoppolo throwing some kind of weird interception as soon as they get into the playoffs and just choking it up. Yeah. But yeah. Um, they do look good. Uh, I mean, if they, if they, they can, they're going to give some people some problems. And, of course, I mean, at the end of the day, like, we did talk about how the Rams look like the best team in the NFL at the beginning of the season. They might, they might, they might make a little noise. And you might get a little – you might get a Rams, Green Bay Rams, Tampa Bay, NFC Championship. It just depends. Right now, though, it just seems like as long as Aaron Rodgers wants to be a menace to the league, it just looks like he just wants to be – he doesn't want to follow your protocols. He doesn't want to follow your rules. He's got a broke toe. He don't care. He goes out there. He wins the game. <laughs> I, I mean, the man it just does not care, but he has so much talent. It's just like, ah, oh, it's, it's got to be – it's like he's stone cold and Roger Goodell is fucking Vince McMahon. Like, he just does not care. He's going to do whatever he can just to – it doesn't matter. I'm still going to win. Like, yep. He's, he's definitely not showering, judging by his hair. No. Uh, <laughs> Greasy yeah, lips. Yeah, he's – yeah. Um, he's unbelievable. And yeah, there's always a debate, you know, between him and Brady, who's the most talented versus who's the GOAT. I think it is pretty clear. Like, I, I think Rodgers might be – I think he's more talented from a pure talent perspective than Brady. Right. physical. But Brady just has that edge and consistency, um, which I'm actually – I'm you know, I am glad he went to Tampa Bay and, like, just one right – you know, I think that was the nail in the coffin of the GOAT because, you know, everybody's like, oh, it was all Belichick, all that consistency. But I, I really – I, I mean, like you said, he just has that that it factor and that – that mental edge that really goes a long way. And that's right. why, you know, quarterbacks like Drew Brees last year, Drew Brees like was basically shot putting the ball. He could barely get it out of there. Right. Same with Phillip Rivers just doing his little half arm slingshot. But yep. they have they know where everybody's gonna be. They know how to read defenses and they can get by even when their physical attributes have dropped off. But you know, Brady, because he's not eating tomatoes and he does his stretches, no he, information. He hasn't dropped he hasn't he hasn't dropped off uh, physically. So, um, but you know, talking about other quarterbacks, looking forward, you know, if we let's say we make it to the playoffs, you get a couple guys back. Do you have confidence that we could win a Super Bowl with Tannehill? Because I've seen that brought up a lot, and some are saying that after this recent stretch that they're doubting we can. I, I think that because of the fact that the receivers are a lot more open when you have all your weapons. So I think that it's going to kind of, you know, who you know who he is. If we got to the Super Bowl, he'd be like a rich guy or, uh, or uh, what's the, what's the, who was Tampa Bay's quarterback whenever they won? Uh, Brad, uh, was it Brad Brad Johnson, right? Big bad Brad now. He'd be like, he'd be like that. Like, he ain't going to, like, throw for 5,000, 4,000. Y'all ain't going to do all that. Like, he's had a lot of intercessions, but he's also forcing me into a lot of random receivers, stuff like that. But I feel like 
if he Eli get, Manning even I don't, I don't yeah. think Eli was like super yeah. great but if he if we get back to where he's game managing and he has great receivers that he can throw it to and they get some yak or they can make some catches that you're just like oh wow like look at that catch then yeah because there's a lot of passes where like he's throwing a little bit high behind or behind the AJ or Julio they don't they're gonna bring it down and like Chester Rogers just can't get there poor God bless his little soul so. I mean, there's a lot that goes into that. So I think as long as you, we he is who we think he is. He is like he's he's a game manager, but he's so athletic that whenever he makes those kind of plays, we're like, oh man, look at that, look at it, man. Hey, Ron Tannehill, Ron Tannehill. I'm like, yeah, man. Like the difference is he can run. Like it, it is what it, he just happens to be able to run. I mean, he Daniel Jones can run too, but yeah. Daniel Jones ain't got nobody to throw to. He's got a cannon. He ain't got nobody to throw to. Like mm-hmm. I think that. Here's here's what I'll say. I say this all the time. I think that the Giants have an extremely talented roster. When the Giants are healthy on offense, they're extremely talented. They can stay in the game with anybody because I, I think that Shepard's great. I think Tony's great. I think Ingram is an athlete. Um, I forgot the name of the other receiver off the top of my head. but uh, Galladay. Galladay, is Galladay that's it. And then yeah. I think that, obviously, as long as you got that big boy in the back, then you can make some stuff happen because it opens it up. But they're never going to be 100% healthy. They have the, we think our trainer is just as bad as theirs are at keeping them stretching and doing all that stuff, which mm-hmm. that's another topic anyway. I, I, like everybody yeah. blaming the trainers. That's, but so it's kind of the same situation, right? If we had Daniel Jones, he'd be doing the same thing here. But if you give him Julio and AJ, I think that we'd be like, oh man, Daniel Jones, man, we got a future. Like I think he could potentially be like that. Probably faster than Tannehill too. Probably have more rushing touchdowns yeah. than Tannehill. So, I think that you gotta you gotta take what you got. And I, what we have is somebody that can manage the game if he has his weapons. He had AJ Brown played with the injury all last year. We didn't have as many injuries last year, and I think since AJ played through all that stuff, he had a little safety blanket, and once again was like one of the safest quarterbacks ever. Because when in doubt, okay, AJ out there somewhere, like, and it worked out even if yeah. he's hurt, but you don't have that this year. I mean, and, and I, I'm sorry, but uh, like Westbrook, ain't gonna, he ain't going to bail you out. Like, I, I mean, Johnson, he can't bail you out. Rodgers, he definitely can't bail you out. So the, so you're trying to force it in the spots. You got Dance Fitzpatrick running the wrong routes, throwing picks. Like all of a sudden, next thing you know, you got more picks than you had over the past like four years and you don't know what to do and everybody's throwing you under the bus. Like, mm-hmm. so I think people kind of got to wake up and see that, yeah, I get that you really – he's not an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or a, like, I don't know, even Lamar Jackson that can at least, like, he's going to be a huge part of the running game so it don't really matter, that can make you win games without having those type of weapons. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson he can't even – I don't know why I keep saying Russell Westbrook. I've been watching too much basketball. <laughs> but, like, Wilson can't even win games with what he has now. He has everybody, but just mm-hmm. because of the fact they're not clicking. So, I mean, yeah. if he's a superstar and can't do it, what makes you think that Ron Tannehill is going to be able to do it without anyway? Yeah, it is funny because I keep seeing Russ too, like, oh, let's get Russ next year. I'm like, Russ, Russ is not going to win games with what we just played. You realize well, no. that, right? Like, really, the only person might be Rodgers because even Brady hasn't been playing super well of late. And, like, yeah. and those two, those guys lose games with Devontae Adams and Mike Evans as their wide receivers. Like, it still happens. Yep. Um, the only thing I'll say, so you said game manager. I would call him 
like a senior game manager <laughs> because I think the difference is when you think game manager, he's just they go out, they just do what's asked of them, and the rest of the team carries them along the way. I do think Tannehill makes big plays. Um, he, you know, he'll make big time throws. He'll make the the fourth down conversions with his legs that he needs to. I think that he's a step above, like a game manager. I kind of think of like um, like a Teddy Bridgewater, maybe like really solid. He's not going to wow anybody, but he'll dink and dunk you and get some wins. But yeah, I think but there are. He's not get, game managers. Don't put you in positions to lose games. Teddy does. Yeah. Well, so I, I think that's the, that's the tricky part when you, everybody has a little bit of different idea of what a game manager is. I view when you say game manager, a guy who just goes out and does what's asked of him and nothing more. I think Tannehill does have a little more that he brings to the table than like a Marcus Mariota, for example, oh, okay. you know, okay, I, got um, you, I got you, I got you, I got you. Um, but he's just like a slight step above. He's, he's not in that top tier. Right. So like these, like these rank of guys, you know, are usually like from top eight to top 12 in the league, somewhere in there, right. you know, that they, they can make the big plays. They can have a big game um, and, and uplift some guys around them but they're not going to be able to carry the full force themselves. Right. So um, Tannehill right now is ranked number 12 on some power rankings that I've been looking at. Is, that, is he? That, is that yeah. Yeah. And I, I would say earlier in the season, he was probably like eighth or so and he's, yeah. he's dropped down. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like PFF had him, you know, up until Henry went out, he was like the second best quarterback in the league. I haven't checked. I'm going to look at that right now where he is now. And, you know, some people will automatically tune out once you hear PFF, but, um, you know, the, a lot of the advanced statistics and efficiency stats really liked him. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I do think – I think they can win with Ryan Tannehill. I just think that it's unreasonable to think that any quarterback, even the, bat, even the top guys, can be successful – with right. what he was working with. Like, I don't think people understand the gap between like a Hollister and Chester Rogers to Julio Jones and AJ Brown. Yep. And as good as, you know, Foreman and Hilliard played, like I saw, I don't know about you. I saw a ton of clips of Hilliard just blatantly miss, not Hilliard, Foreman just blatantly missing the hole. Oh yeah. Like vision yeah. is not his strong suit. Yeah. Like if he can get open, if he can get some daylight, he can do some damage, but he's the reason. He's the reason. He can't find it. He's the reason. He's the reason. AD, AP, whatever the hell you want to call him, ain't here no more. Adrian Peterson yeah. would. He'd run up to the hole, and instead of like, instead of like letting it develop anything, he'd run into the back of a lineman. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, and Foreman does the same thing, just not quite as bad. Like, yeah, they're both yeah. bad at it. And so that was, you know, Hilliard was good about hitting the hole when he got the opportunity. But that's also why, you know, these guys aren't used to getting the balls swatted out of their arms. That's why you have the fumbles. And I think people don't realize, like, the trickle-down effect of having all these, like, you know, replacement-level players in there. It limits what you can do on offense. It limits the chemistry. Um, you have the turnovers. The turnovers, you know, are, are, are a product of not having that chemistry and trying to work out new things on offense. It's, it's just – it's hard to quantify that. So I think a lot of what people end up doing are just saying it's, it's downing and Tannehill's fault and they're not without blame, but um, you know, I, I think um, downing could have stuck with the run a little more than he did for how well it was working. But 
don't know if maybe he got a little spooked by the the fumbles that they were having. But like on the on the Tannehill interception, a that was a great play by McCordy to get an arm up, and that probably you know that wasn't like he actually threw a worse pass like to Van Noy earlier in the game than that than the one that actually ended up getting intercepted when right. McCordy made a nice play because I think that wasn't going to be on target to yeah. Hollister for a touchdown. But the play call, you know, was a rollout to the short side of the field. You've got a bunch of Walmart greeters who can't create separation on their own in a condensed area. So it's either, you know, maybe he should have tried to run it, but you you can't take a sack there, throw it out of bounds. You got to do something. Yep. So, you know, I, I think a lot of people are focusing on the fact he had another interception, but on the whole, I don't think he played too bad of a game. But I think I think I think he gets bailed out right there if we run it earlier on yeah. like on the yeah. earlier downs right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that if you get Hilliard in there, give him a shot, or even Foreman, like just bounce off a of lineman's butt, he might bounce in the end zone. You never know. But <laughs> you got to give it a shot and see if you can gain a couple yards on there. They could have done a they could have done a design rollout for Tanny to run it in yeah. if they would have done it in an earlier down to see if it was there. Yeah. And then if it wasn't there, he could have threw it out of bounds and then went for it. Well, Pruitt should have. I mean, it was a tough catch, but Pruitt should have caught the play before. That he that, that hit him in the bread basket. It's a tough catch, but yeah, that's as an NFL tight end, you gotta make it. Um, but yeah, you know, you you were saying how people didn't get really hyped for this game. I kind of felt that in the post game, it's almost like people didn't change any opinions from the Houston, the Houston game. It was like the same exact commentary, yeah. and like the the Patriots game didn't change anything. Where I don't know about you. I was but I good. felt I felt I felt more encouraged by the Patriots yeah, game. I'm I like they 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 played competitive with a bunch of nobodies against a team that everybody has already crowned as like the now Super Bowl contenders from the AFC. Yeah, Bill. So, it's Bill, not Tom. It's Bill, not Tom. Yeah. Like look at look at Mac Jones, Tom Brady. Right, right, and yeah, and at no point until like the final six minutes of that game did I feel like they were overmatched. Like I thought that they were hanging right there with them. Um, and a couple turnovers and missed kicks too. Fat Randy decided to turn back into a chubby little pumpkin. And what you know, the fuck? What's he I doing? Know, as soon as soon as we thought we were good in terms of the kicking situation, it went it reverted. Maybe so. maybe maybe it was just cold up there. Maybe he has a bad clam chowder. <laughs> he has a bad clam chowder the night happens. Before. But it happens. I mean, listen, look. When I was up in Massachusetts, I had nothing but the best food. Actually, I had some really good Chinese food. Actually, but let me tell you something. You go up there, you. Like, obviously, they're going to feed you the best stuff. But you listen, when you're a kicker and you're a little – we're big – you know, we're bigger guys. Yeah. And you're sitting there and you're on the sideline and you're waiting for your opportunity and it comes late like that. When you're on the sideline, get off your fat ass. Make sure that you stay warm, bro. Like, make sure that like, when you're like, oh, we're inside the 40. Might want to start warming up. Like, clearly, we're not, like, converting really well. So make sure that you're warmed up, ready to go. And he's pulling everything like it's like his hammy's tight. I, I bet. So I used to live in Boston, and you know they always talk about Boston baked beans. Nobody there eats beans, but I could see Fat Randy being the guy like, "Oh, heard they got good beans here." Just eating a big old <laughs> bowl of beans, 
He probably had bubble guts on the sideline there. And he's just out some there. Of the like, best, some of the best seafood in the world. This one where he baked me. Brandy's just eating a big old bull beans. What do you got? I got happen. I got me a I got me a uh, Boston Boston chicken and baked beans. Like what? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Bro? Yeah, Boston, Boston, yeah, it hit the Boston market. Heard this is the local specialty. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing, Randy? But shout out to Randy. He's a unit. I respect the unit, but you gotta stay warm, bro. Like I mean, I'm gonna give Randy a pass because he's been doing it. He's been doing great all season, so it's just a bad game. He gets a pass, but it's, it makes you a little nervous. Like if this, yeah, is this I mean, a they, continuing thing. I'd be more nervous if they were like miss misses. He don't too. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. So I, that's true. I mean, let's see what happens. They weren't they weren't a shank, but it yeah, wasn't, let's, it wasn't let's see what let's see what happens as we move on a little bit, but. He got cleaned it up, and I'm sure that that conversation is being had with him. I'm sure the players are like, "Listen, bro, if there's one thing Titan fans don't want, it's a bad kicker. Like, figure it out." So he'll get he'll get back to work, yeah, and we'll, we'll figure that out too. Maybe he needs a little bye week too, you know, enjoy himself a little bit, you know, get a little uh, get a little Wendy's chicken sandwich, and he'll be fine. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's. I, from what I saw in that game, the way that the defense was able to do what they were supposed to do, I mean, we got some guy in there with, like, blonde braids. I don't even know who the hell his name was. And, I mean, I, I mean, there's just a bunch of no-namers in there. We, and then, I mean, you got linebackers. I don't know who the hell's in. Monty Rice goes out. Like, I mean, so the fact that they're able to – we're letting teams get inside of the tent and stopping them to a field goal. I mean, so yeah. at the end of the day, you got to take – you got to look at this like, okay, if we're able to stop these offenses like this, if our offense did anything, we win that ballgame. I mean, literally, we're right there in the cusp of we, if we convert, score a couple touchdowns on some drives where we were deep. And then the defense does what they're supposed to do. Because you're, you're not going to tell me that we, our defense is going to let a running back just Debo his way into the end zone. If it's for the lead, like they're going to play yeah. more inspired. They're going to make that stop. I mean, we're yeah. in a lot better shape right there. And I mean, we're, our, we're in the lead if we score the points we're supposed to score. But I mean, those opportunities aren't there because we just don't have any playmakers. Yep. So I don't know. I, I think that there has to be a part of us as a fan base that got to got to take a little grain of salt. And I think a, a majority of us, I think, do. I think that we all know that this is an historic type of injury year and i don't know about you but i'm thinking about starting to go fund me to kind of have all the players come over to my house and kind of give them all little pds that come <laughs> the off season and we're gonna figure this out but i, I, I it's been absolutely insane just, you know, we'll, we'll just put some steroids in randy's beans <laughs> figure it out I figure it out uh, by the way that's a joke kids pds are very bad for your joints but uh it's the same it's just it's, I, I don't know the amount of injuries. It just seems like a one-off. That's why, that's why I feel so hopeful for the playoffs because I'm like, there's no way we get everybody back and then we start getting popped again in four, like four games to make a push. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, the good thing is that we, we – what was that? Maybe everybody else will get hit during the playoffs. Maybe. I mean, even if they all get hit, we have a, they still have a ways to go to, like, catch up in terms of, like, 
games miss and everything. No, that's fine. Um, I just want them out in the playoffs so we can get yeah, the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it'll be interesting to see how they come out looking at, like you know against the Jaguars. That'll be a really telling game. They always play the Jaguars well. Um, you should hopefully get a couple guys back after for that game. Um, and, and then like the tougher slate. I mean, the Jaguars. That's that's a game you really got to win, right? Yep, like, yep. let's just let's assume we got to win three. Got to beat the Jags. Got to beat the Texans. And then you have to beat one of um, Miami Steelers and San Francisco. And it's looking like Steelers are probably the easiest right now. Cause I think TJ Watt just went on IR too. He's out. Yeah. Um, so without, without the Steelers defense, they get they're they're nothing like that was probably the only success they've had. So if we lose the Jaguars game, I mean, excuse me. Oh. Thanksgiving leftovers, man. Let's go. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still making them. You know, we're almost a week out. Making them last. <laughs> uh, carbs and butter doesn't go bad in the fridge. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Jaguars game. If they lose that, that's when I'll start to worry. Right. Like if they can't beat the Jags after they should be, you know, get their mental refocus. Titans are always good after like a, a gap week, basically. Um, after their bye week, I think they're undefeated except maybe one year um so it's against the jags i think that is that game at home or away it's, it's at home i just got to look at, at home schedule. so yeah, yeah it's so at, it's a, it's at home and then we got Steelers away san francisco thursday night football at home miami at home and then houston on the road to close out yeah that's a that's a must-win game and it's really going to set the tone for the rest of the season um because then you just got to assume that the colts lose one and then you just maybe beat Houston and you're in. That's all it takes. But if you lose to the Jaguars, you're, you're going to have a little bit of an uphill battle. So that's going to be a huge game. Uh, maybe we see the, you know, the debut of Golden Tate after he's had some time with the team. Um, I, I'm already a fan. Did you see him tweeting the Bucks saying, like, looking good or good looks uh, for beating, yeah. the, beating the Colts? So yeah. already, I'm already on board with Golden. I kind of liked – that they didn't throw him into the fire. And I, I, I kind of wonder, you know, you talked about AP. I wonder if that influenced their decision to hold back on him, especially against like a tough, a tough defense, like the Patriots, like let's not throw him into the fire right now. Make sure yeah, he's acclimated. I, I, I just, I just think that there wasn't enough time to get him in. The, he's not for a running back. When we talked about this, whenever, who do we saw oh, when we signed, uh, maybe it was Jack rabbit, but I, I think I said this, when you bring in somebody like a cornerback or a running back, it's a lot easier to get them in and give them, hey, you're going to run A, B, or C when it comes to your yeah. play calling and be able to make it work. For a receiver, it's so much different because you, right. you want to call – you come out and call X, Y, and split banana like John Gruden's favorite play. I mean, I mean, it's like receivers have so many different, like, routes they have to run and so many different calls they got to be able to pick up. You can't do it. Like, it's just yeah. – unless you got – unless Tannehill's just going to tell me every time, hey, you run a dig, hey, you run a drag, hey, you run a, run a, run a go. Like – yeah, like it's just this is not doable. So you want to get him in. You want to let him get his feet underneath him too, because I mean, a, like Agent Peterson obviously was in. He he's a freakish athlete. He's already going to be in shape coming in. I don't know what Gold Tate's been doing. He's probably been in Hendersonville golfing and like, <laughs> fishing for all I know. Like, yeah. I mean, so there's a lot to go into that. They probably want to get him in, get him a little bit act more acclimated, and make sure they do it right. Probably should have gave Agent Peterson the extra week before he started, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, I mean, so for the Colts, 
they got so clearly they got the they got the Texans. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a win. I think they beat the crap out of the Texans. Uh, the Patriots and the Cardinals are the two games that they are really gonna need to lose. Well, it sucks because they have the Texans, Raiders, and then the, and the Jags left on the schedule, which I think those are all wins. Mm-hmm. So we have to find a way to take care of our business. Got to win three. Just yeah, because yeah, yeah, you're right. There, there is a chance they can win out there. Um, a decent chance. So can't let can't let fate go all to them. And I mean, even if that were to happen, you know, the Titans are still in it. But you got to win the AFC South, get that home home playoff game, keep the yep. title. Yep. Um, and I just hate. I mean, I I try to people get super riled up about. You know, when the national media talks about the Colts and I try not to, but every now and then it is like, man, what, why does everybody love the Colts so much? Like they're not like a fun team. It's not like Patrick Mahomes and like an electric offense. They run the ball all the time. You know why, right? It's still just the Peyton effect. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But like, it's been a while. Why is it still there? And I guess, I guess luck carried the torch enough to keep it alive, but yeah, man. I, I mean, know. they. I mean, they got this guy. This guy, like, we rather watch the Peyton and Eli Monday Night Football than the regular football, just because this guy yeah. is such a football finaciato. And I love Peyton now that he's not on the coach and he's like doing his own thing. The guy, he's so freaking goofy, but he's funny. He's a great guy, and he's just he's so magnetic, and it makes it really easy to just be like, yeah, he played for the coach. And don't forget the greatest player to ever play for the coach. Pat I mean, come on. It is true. Elite I mean, Pat, there. I mean, he not only that, he's a media mogul now. And he's the guy, he's the guy that broke the news and broke the interview with Aaron Rodgers because him and Aaron Rodgers are so close. Like, yeah, how I mean, did so, he swing like a, a weekly Rodgers interview? Because he because he literally is electric. There's he's no better yeah. like I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure when it comes to sports podcasts, I like he's one of the first sports podcasts that I picked up. That made me like, man, I like I could I could do this. And then when I get on and then I get on a podcast and I'm like, it's so hard to be as electric as Pat McAfee just because of the fact that he just he's naturally that guy. Yeah, you I, you have to be at a 10 all the time. All and the I'm usually time. like at a two, and it's I I gotta get up to like a four for this podcast. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Unless we have something that I can get really into, then it's really it's like then I can turn it up. But like he's always there. I want to say probably I'm I'm probably more of like a six or a seven just because of how yeah. my voice comes across. But like he's always at a ten, and I think it helps a lot because of the fact that like his personality and the people that he has on. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I was able to have if we had Jeffrey Simmons on here, I'd be at a ten. Like yeah. if we had AJ, yeah. I'd be at a ten. So like he has those connections that helps him do that. And obviously having Aaron Rodgers on all the time and then having A.J. Hawk that he can kind of go off. A.J. Hawk just sitting back puffing a good cigar. A.J. Hawk is going to have <laughs> the biggest case of lung cancer I've ever seen in my life. Like he's, he, so I don't listen to it regularly. All I ever see are the clips, which are McAfee talking to the guest and then A.J. Hawk just sitting there. Does A.J. Hawk say anything or is he just yeah, on there really. taking it all in? <laughs> yeah, no, he does. He does, but it's the most random thing ever. He was like, he, like Pat'll go, Pat'll be going in. He'll be like standing up. He'll be like, I don't know what's going on down there. Nah, nah, nah. He's going off about this, that, the other. And then AJ Hawk sitting like in this thing with like these 
this fake library has around and he's like, yeah, Pat, you know, it's crazy and they're supposed to sing art. That's it. <laughs> like, it's, it's a perfect, a, yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's, I don't, it's crazy. It's crazy, you know. It's I don't like, know, it's like I don't, the old stand-up, all the stand-up guys have like that straight man who just sits on the couch and like agrees yeah. with everything they yeah. say. Yeah, it just happened to be AJ Hawk out of nowhere. But <laughs> I mean, so I think that because of the fact that they have those personalities that come out of there and it just made that franchise something because Peyton Manning was the ultimate perfectionist and Pat McAfee just happened to be the ultimate entertained man. But at the same time was probably, I want to say probably in my lifetime, one of the top three punters that I've ever seen of all, of all time. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I put him, I put it, I'll put him in there with Brett Kern when it comes to whenever he was playing some of the stuff that he was able to pull off. And so like, the media fell in love with it. I mean, then you got Jeff Saturday who works for ESPN. You got Peyton Manning who's on the ESPN. Like, so yeah, yeah they, they're gonna they're media mongols for the most part. So like, yeah, those guys are gonna get a little bit of love. And then, I, so I mean, I understand why. Like, that's why Jonathan Taylor got all that love, and Derrick Henry didn't get as much love whenever he was doing. If Derrick Henry was still playing right now, and never got hurt, hundred percent healthy playing against some of the teams we were playing against, who knows where he would be right. I'm thinking at least 1,600 yards. I saw 1,500, yeah. but I'm thinking he's at 1,600, and people are going bananas. It, I, I, it pains me because I know for a fact that after Aaron Rodgers went out, Tom Brady started sucking it up a little bit. Matt Stafford fell all the way off. Uh, like Josh Allen, he doesn't know which he doesn't know his mouth from his a hole. Like <laughs> it would, like he would be in such conversations for the MVP race. Yeah, it just sucks. It hurt, this is the year hurts. that it had to happen. We're talking back to back to back two K for sure, and like it would be the it finally be the year where they would have to be like, like listen, we got to pay attention to this guy from Tennessee. I know we don't want to do it. But we had it'd be the I want to be in, I want to be a fly on the wall in a production meeting. Listen, we got to talk about Tennessee Titans, and then I want to see Stephen A. You want to tell me that we got to talk about the Titans? We got to talk about the Tennessee Titans? Like right now, what about New York Knicks? Are balling out? Like I can hear him now. I can just hear him now. It's just blasphemous. That's, that's a pretty good impression. It's, it's blasphemous. It's Aspen. It's Aspenon, and I ain't going to do it. Like I can just hear him now. He's talk, talk about going to attend. Do you think he just is like mute? All the time he's not on air because he's just got to save all that energy. I think for when that he's in front I, I of the camera. I think that he's at family reunions being like, "You got barbecue, you got barbecue Boston beans instead of crack." Like, I think <laughs> he just all, he can't turn it. He can't turn it uh, out between him. Yeah. Like the thing was, is I know him and Skip. The reason they didn't work is because they're both always on the team and they both always have to be that guy. Like yeah, they that's always, true. Always have to be that guy. It does not matter what. I mean, Skip had watch, that creepy viral we, tweet going. Yeah. yeah, we watched Skip Bayless have an orgasm on fucking on a random fucking video <laughs> on Twitter for no reason. Like, I mean, they both have to be that guy, and I think that they have to have somebody that kind of bounces off of them. And I think the only reason him and Max didn't work is because Max just disagreed to like. It was okay that Max disagreed, but Max would just kind of like Max would get like a little too confrontational, so he just like Stephen A. was like, "Oh, you know what? Like, get out!" Like, so yeah. I mean. I mean, he came out public and said, I, 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 don't th- I didn't want Max on the show anymore. He said it. So it just kind of works that way. And I think that it, like, that energy that those guys just kind of have just kind of works. So whenever they have to talk about the Titans, they're just like, ah. Uh. Like, when we came out and just smacked 
the Chiefs, I was like, oh man, it's all I'm gonna talk about. And they did everything they could not talk about it because it's just they like I feel like whenever they're in there, they're just like, oh our our market, our media market is just not big enough, man. It's just yeah. it's what it is. Like I I would love to be in a situation where it would get there. And it's crazy that it's not because we're just one of the we're the one of the fastest growing cities in yeah. the USA and we still don't have it there yet. But I think the only way we get there is if we let's get these guys back from our and let's go on a run. Like that's what's yeah. gonna make the difference. You need big personalities too, because you could say like Indianapolis and Kansas City are smaller markets too but they get a lot of love because you either need like a big personality or a true superstar and like peyton manning was both of those you know mahomes isn't like an electric personality but he's fine but he is a superstar yeah so we don't it's going to be hard for us ever you know to get out of the small market shadows without you know like derrick henry for as great as he is and he's gotten a good amount of media love past he's a very reserved guy yeah. So he's it's not quiet. active on he's not active on Twitter. He doesn't get people talking for that. He would have um, quietly been it, the first person to go for two thousand for three years. Oh yeah, yeah. That would have gotten everybody talking no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Brown is probably like the biggest combination of like talented and personality that we've had yeah. in a while. Um, so resign that man. Yeah, we got extend to. him. Got to. Uh, when I saw he was doing the thing with Kay Adams, it was like, oh man, it blew my mind. The fact, like me, like when Kay Adams responded to me, she was like, yo, wait, see what I got coming. Like, and then it was like the whole thing with AJ. I was like, man, first of all, Kay, first of all, be, like Kay Adams to me, we got a little thing. It is what it is. <laughs> I, 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 I hate it for all you other boys out there. It is what it is. Like me and her, like we're tight, you know. But That's what everybody yeah. says, it's, she responds, to everybody, Sam. Don't, nah, don't fall don't for think, her traps. I don't think so. <laughs> no, it's, it's different. But well, yeah, what, what you guys have is different, right? I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But if, listen, it is what it is. But I mean, so I, but the thing is, is I, AJ definitely has a personality the way he can make. I think Jeffrey Simmons is a really outgoing guy. I just think that he just, when he's not in the media, he just closes it up. That, that special that he had with AJ, he was super outgoing in that. It was awesome. But, I think that he just would rather go out there and he would just rather hit people. So, yeah, yeah. and I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I like my, I like Lyman to be grimy. So that works out really fine for him. Uh, I don't, he doesn't need to be the Lawrence Taylor type. Like, yeah. Um, so it just, it, it is what it is when it comes down to it. But I think that that's what it's really going to take for us to kind of get that, that push. And we're going to have to make a run now. If Derek Henry would have been healthy and would have went for 2000 again this year, we would have made some noise and people would have started looking. But, of course, you know, it's football gods. They just like to make a difference. Yeah. It'll, you know, it will be nice this weekend to just kind of sit back, play some bets, enjoy the games. You know, you don't have – you won't have to deal with any fallout on Twitter afterwards. I mean, there probably will be, but it won't be as – you know, they'll probably start another Tannehill argument on Sunday somehow. But, um, I, yeah, I think my – you know, Twitter needs a break too and, per, you know – I've I've watched too much painful football recently, so yeah, I, I'm actually you know I'm I'm usually not excited about the ball uh, by week because it's a week without Titans football, but I was ready for this one. Yeah, me too. I think it's just we just need a break. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I got this. There's a lot of good bets, man. I so I didn't get to tell you, but the nastiest bet 
of all time that I ran into. I had a 15-team parlay bet. <laughs> 14 hit. I got down to Houston in college. Uh, they had to cover 34 and a half. They get up 34 and a half, give up a pick six to Connecticut. Oh, no. Yeah. They go down, try to score. Uh, no, Houston, uh, Connecticut gets the ball, turns it over late in the game. Houston nails it out. I lose oh. it by seven points. 15-teamer would have paid me $6,000. Brutal. Oh it's got to be the most brutal bet that I've ever had. <sighs> Yeah, that's like that's the tough part too, because those always happen when the miss happens late in the parlay. The last game. Like if that happened the first game, all right, I missed, you know, my hopes aren't up. It is what it is. Right. But it it dragged it along long enough to then, you know, just crush crush you down into a pulp there. That's oh yeah. The I'm at a I'm at a poker Sorry game. Sorry for your loss. <laughs> I'm at a poker I'm at a poker game. We're all like, we're all following it. And I've learned this about parlays. If you're ever deep in a parlay, ladies and gentlemen, don't announce what the parlay is to everybody because once everybody starts paying attention and everybody's watching it, it just happens to miss. Like I, I it's just one of those unwritten rules of parlays when you're deep. Like just wait for it to hit and just be like, guys, I just hit the 15 teamer. Because it was just one of those things where I started paying attention. I didn't pay attention to the parlay until I got 12 games in. Then I was like, oh, this is still alive? Like, I, I just threw 50 bucks at it to mess around, and I'm deep. And then after that, then you're starting to watch it. I'm refreshing, refreshing. They're, they're, they're covering, not covering, get a pick, nail it out, heart broke, done. Like, so I, I don't want to, you know, do any victim shaming, but – you never announce. You never announce when the parlay is close to clinching. You got to yeah. keep silent like it doesn't exist. Right. You know that's that's messing with the football gambling gods. Yeah. You know I. You know I won't say that it was your fault, but you really tempted fate. I was. I was my fault. It's, it's my fault because I walked in the. <laughs> I walked in the poker game like yo. I got a fifteen teamer. I'm twelve oh, in. Well, you doomed like, yourself oh, right yeah. there. That was yeah. it. Yeah. We're all we're this all keeping it real goes wrong. We're all watching <laughs> the Houston game like sweating, like oh come oh. on, hit this, hit this. And I'm sitting there like I'm I'm gambling, playing poker at the time when that thing's going live. And I'm like, if I hit this, nobody at this poker table is gonna want to play with me because I'm gonna play so reckless that it's gonna be so hard <laughs> to play with me because I'm yeah. gonna have I'm gonna have six thousand dollars behind of free yeah. money. So I mean it's just Gambling is one of those things that if it, you just have to be really careful. So if you're gonna gamble on anything, just be just be careful. I mean, I like. Eventually, we will get to the point to where we may actually start sharing what we think might actually go what way. We'll take like three games, and we'll just like try to throw the picks out there and just kind of roll with it. But I haven't looked at this weekend. But let me tell you, it was brutal. It's it, it, it hurts. It's rough. It hurt. It hurt. Yeah, I'm sorry for your loss, man. That's, yeah. that's a tough yeah. pill to swallow. It happens. <laughs> it happens. It, I mean, it, that's, that's what gambling's all about. I mean, it won't yeah. be the last time that I get that close and miss, but hopefully next time I come out on top, unfortunately. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a tough situation. Well, um, did you happen to look up any stats for us? I got nothing. 
By, I'm on bye week for stats too. Look at you on bye week. Look at you on bye week. Well, here while I got this pulled up, if anybody wants to bet, I'll give you three games to take. I'll give you three games against the spread to take, and then I'll also give you two money lines just in case you want to make it a five team right. Um, I'll take Tampa Bay minus eleven. I will take that. I will take. Um, I'll take the Cowboys. Minus four and a half against the Saints because I think Taysom Hill starting at quarterback. And I think it's not okay. going to work out the way they think it's going to. And the last pick that I will take is I will take. Hmm, I will take the. What did I just say? I'll take Baltimore minus four and a half against the Steelers. Uh, okay. And then if you, if you wanted to parlay it up, I would parlay it with um, the Vikings money line against the Rams, even though they are minus seven. If you can buy six and a half, I'd take it. And then I also would take Indy. Uh, if you can get it six and a half, get it six and a half, but uh, just pair it up money line against the Texans, just in case the Texans find a way to keep it close. They are minus nine if you really want to, oh. if you really want to risk it for the biscuit, but – I kind of like minus nine, yeah. I haven't looked at call or the pro games at all, but I will say college. I like Georgia minus six and a half. Mm-hmm. I think I think the dogs are legit. I like Utah minus two and a half against Oregon because they beat the brakes off Oregon a couple of weeks ago, and I think they're the better team. And then your your boys Houston, the Cougs, plus ten and a half against Cincy. I like that to cover too. That's that's my contribution because I haven't looked at the pro games yet. It's a little college uh, that, action. Well, that Houston that Houston game against Cincy, that's a it's such a dangerous game because that could be one of the that could be the game where Cincinnati falls out of the top oh, four. Yeah. Careful, uh, Notre Dame could still make the playoff. Like chaos could ensue this weekend. Lots of yep. stuff could happen, and yep. they could be there without a coach. Although I heard that like the committee basically said they won't take them if they like are eligible they'll like factor in the they said they'll they'll factor in the coaching to their decision oh i did not know that that's bullshit yeah Yeah. sucks so that would that would suck for the kids like if they did everything they were supposed to and they got abandoned that they don't get to go yeah but also it's notre dame so i don't feel too bad yeah i mean (laughs) they'll get they're gonna get in and get walloped the first game anyway i mean it is what it is but But yeah. yeah i have i have a bad feeling about the bearcats like they finally, like, you know, got their place in the top four. They're going to be the first team to, you know, break th- through the ceiling and, you know, get in the playoff from a non-Big Five conference, and then they're just going to choke it away against Houston. Like, that's that's lining up a little too, like, it makes too much sense for heartbreak there. Like, yeah, it does. yeah, it does. I mean, yeah, it's it's so dangerous. Uh, Georgia, are they uh, – who's Georgia play? Are they play? Is this the uh, SC Championship? Is yeah. SC Championship. Uh, what, what's the line? Six and a half. Yeah, they should cover. I mean, yeah, uh, I I could see Bama finding a way to win the game, but the way that Bama Bama should have lost last week. Yeah. Auburn they lost. Got, they got lucky. Auburn yeah. lost that game, dude. You cannot give up, even though that receiver pushed off. Like you can't give that up at the end of the game to let them no. go in overtime. So with the overtime, I said it was over. Like they should have gone for two in the first overtime. I think it was, and they kicked the field goal to keep it going. Um, oh, and yeah. Georgia or 
Bama had already converted and kicked the field or the extra point. And, you know, then Auburn responded and scored. And I was like, just give it your best play right here. Go for the win. Because you're not you're not going to beat Nick Saban in a long drawn out battle with your backup quarterback. Like, it's not going to happen. He's in in on one leg. Just. Just yeah, an injured an injured backup quarterback. Yeah, like, just go ahead and run a play action and throw it to the tight end in the middle of the field and just call it yeah. a day. If he get if he gets it, it gets yeah. it. If not, call it. I mean, they should have just went for it. I mean, to lose that game the way they lost it was even more heartbreaking. So just go for it. But yeah. it sucks. It does suck. Um, all right. So obviously, I'm not going to have a two minute warning. But let's talk about this. So a fun off topic here. So Nick decided today that he would uh, put out into the world that it made no sense to wait in a 10-minute long line for a Chick-fil-A sandwich when a Wendy's that was directly across the street had no line. So therefore, an army of Chick-fil-A soldiers assumed <laughs> all over Nick to let him know that it's it's worth the wait it's never that long they have great customer service yada 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 but nick also brought up the fact that nobody and nobody brought up the fact that listen the sandwich is so good that it's worth the wait so nobody so so what i wanted to kind of get at was is i don't think that these people have really realized that like since the since the chicken sandwich war took place between chick-fil-a and popeye's that there have been other places, and let's put it Popeyes in there as well, that I think personally have better chicken sandwiches than Chick-fil-A. I, like, I think just about every fast food restaurant, like not even just chicken places, like Burger King has an excellent new chicken that's like the McKing or, or Mc, yep. I can't, I don't even know what it is, but. It's, I had that recently. And that's better than a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Like, yep. That's the thing that stuck out. Like, everybody's, oh, it's great service. I also heard that they have great tea. Like, yeah, I'm not waiting 10 about? minutes in line for some smiley, <laughs> brainwashed teenager to hand me some delicious tea. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, Chick- the, tea, Chick-fil-A, the tea at Publix is better than the tea. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. The Chick-fil-A is pretty good. I will give it that. But I'm like an old crotchety man who hates lines. Uh, so I have no patience for sitting in line, even if they move quickly. Like, yeah, they do. They do move quickly. But when you've got 40 people in line, like that still adds up. So like, I mean, and then I had a lot of people saying, well, Wendy's, you know, there's only one person working there. I think that's a bit of an exaggeration. I get in and that out is, of That is exaggeration. You know, I mean, granted, there are random Wendy's that have super long lines. I know like we talked about the one in Hendersonville and I know there's one like, hundred Oaks in Nashville is crazy busy at lunch. Um, but that's, I think people are exaggerating, like acting like, you know, there's like just the most evil people working the drive through windows, screaming at you and taking 20 minutes. Like, it's not like, it's not bad. Um, so I, I'll, I'd much rather take either a better chicken sandwich or like food that's on par with Chick-fil-A for like, save myself 10 minutes. I'm not like, like I said in a later tweet, I'm not going to like fast food to have good service. Right. Like I'm being I'm being a piece of shit when I decide to go get fast yeah. food. I'm not, I could have made myself tempted. a salad, but no, I'm gonna go get a greasy bag of food 
Right. And I want it fast. And, right. I, and I'm not going to feel good about myself after. So I don't want to talk to anybody. And yet you've got like, how are you doing today, sir? Yeah. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Just take my order and let me leave. It's not my pleasure that I'm eating these two fucking chicken sandwiches. And, yeah. I, and my argument was, is that I can go to Wendy's and get a chicken sandwich, which I am going to get tonight now because of this cold <laughs> conversation. I'm not going to go to Wendy's. Uh, I'm not going to go to Chick-fil-A and get two sandwiches and still kind of be hungry, even if I get the little the waffle fries that are great, Chick-fil-A sauces that are great. I'm not Everything saying is, they're not. The Chick-fil-A is soggy. It's like they, they like have it in a humidity chamber because everything <laughs> comes through soggy. The buns smell like feet. And... <laughs> <laughs> and like, and they only ever give me one pickle. Give me like yeah. at least three pickles. Yeah. There's nothing to it. You just give me a soggy. I, I, it's like baked chicken. It's not. Even, yeah. It's no crisp. Not. Yeah. Not a I, crunch to be found in the whole place. Yeah. I don't give two. I don't give two shit to uh, saying my pleasure does not make me feel better about eating fast food. I'm sorry, but the thing is, I, like, if I want great service. Then I'm gonna go to a restaurant that I have to tip at. I'm not tipping these guys. I don't care how much money they make. I don't care about that. It's great. I'm glad Chick Fil A plays their service. Their, their yeah. people it's, great money. They can they're pay the best them. Run, they're the best run one. I'll give them that. Yeah, they're the most. Con- yeah. They're most consistent. Restaurant yeah. to restaurant, you're gonna get the same sandwich. Yeah. Whereas like Burger King, you might get you know a rat's tail on top you of your know. Whopper. You don't, you don't know. know what you're gonna get. You don't, you don't know. That's part but, of the fun. It's a wild yeah. card. Yeah. Hey. Throwing the dice. That's what I'm getting fast food for. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'd rather go. I. I would much rather go. To, I. Okay. I had Zaxby's original chicken sandwich that they have now. You can get it original. You can get it spicy. I got the spicy one. Got the little Zax sauce on it. Got the. Uh, got the fries. That, got their Zaxby fries. Got an extra side of Zax sauce. Let me tell you something. Hands down, chicken sandwich is better. It's not even close. KFCs. We had an old friend of ours, Shoddy. Literally, he was talking about how. Listen, KFC hands down better. I had this. I had theirs just because I kept seeing the commercial. I was like, you know what? I gotta go try. It. I tried it before I went to a poker game. Let me tell you something. Hands down, not not even close to chick. Like it blew Chick Fil A out of the water. Of course, KFC, the originator of chicken, the uh, Colonel Sanders, still alive in that shaking damn chicken somehow, better than Chick Fil A. I don't want to hear the fact the reason the reason that Chick-fil-A gets all this love is because of their reputation alone, because they have great service. They're a Christian race company. I they pay their employees good. They say my pleasure. I understand that. They got their look, they got their nice the lemonade, delicious. But how I go get a I'll go get a half gallon from Publix that I pay I overpay for lemonade that's just as good and come home. And just drink out of the damn half gallon and enjoy my damn Zaxby's, and it's even better. Enjoy my KFC, even better. Enjoy my Wendy's, even better. Like I just don't get the fascination that people have. The reason, like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand. I don't understand why, unless these people are just, just haven't experienced it because the only time, only time I eat fast food when I eat Chick Fil A. Yeah, there's people who do that. Yeah, I, and I and I get it. But it's kind of like, bro, don't tell me that the chicken sandwich is the best. Like, you you got to be out of your mind if you want to sit here and argue with me that they got the best chicken sandwich. They just don't. They don't. It's quick. It's quick and easy. 
and I gotta have two of them to get what I can get with one and another. You know what I do, which is kind of a sick move, but my wife loves Chick-fil-A. And actually it's funny, this at dinner, we had an argument, like we were fighting and it, it was it, mirroring what was my, my Twitter comments. Cause she loves Chick-fil-A and was saying all the same stuff that people were saying to me on my Twitter post. But like, if I'm out in like the Charlotte park area or Charlotte Pike, say I go to Costco or something, I'm like, you want me to pick up dinner? She's like, yeah, how about Chick-fil-A? I'm like, sure, put it in an order, but don't put it in anything for me. There's a Popeye's across the street from Chick-fil-A. So I will go and get myself a Popeye's chicken sandwich right. and then go sit in the pickup area at Chick-fil-A and I have them walk up with the food and I'm just eating a Popeye's chicken sandwich right in their face. And so like my pleasure, that asshole, like, I'm, I'm cut, I'm cutting my mouth on how crunchy and delicious this Popeye's is. So maybe, if, maybe if I, you know, I can bring a nice soggy sandwich to my grandma too. So yeah. It goes I, down easy. I still understand it. They think just cause you put it in those nice little wrappers that got the aluminum foil in it, which makes it even more soggy by the way. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I don't understand this. There's no argument to be had here and I, I'm not, and what I'm not, I don't want people to misunderstand what I'm saying. Chick-fil-A has a really, it's, they have a really good chicken sandwich. But I'm trying to tell you is that it doesn't even step foot in the realm of these other chicken sandwiches because they've caught on to the game. And they're like, listen, like, I th- y'all think it's cute that Chick-fil-A has this chicken sandwich. Yeah, anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. And I'm telling you that the people that can do it do chicken better than Chick-fil-A does chicken. It's not even close. Chick-fil-A doesn't have the best chicken nuggets. Like, come on, bro. Like, get out of here. Uh, I, I so it just blo- it blows my mind. It blows my mind how it blows my mind how these people are. Right? I mean, you I'm, know what? If, if service makes you happy in exchange for you know average food, go for it. But I, I'm I want to get quick and easy. You know, I want to be in and out, get my food, and because I, you know, at the end of the day, there's not. Like, I do think that there's a lot of bad chicken sandwiches are, but the gap isn't huge. Fast food is what it is. You're, yep. you're getting what you pay for. Yep. It's all in the same spectrum. So to me, I just want to get in and out as quick as possible. Get, you know, just in, enjoy my grease bomb and call it a day. Yep. Have I'm already scheduling about two hours of regret afterwards. So let's just get it over with as quick as possible. Same, same. So... I don't know what you guys think, but at the end of the day, I just think that we, there's just people that are so blinded by Chick-fil-A that they just kind of need to wake up a little bit. And I, I don't, I don't want, it's a cult, I, not, man. It's a cult. Yeah, they yeah, came out, I, I have more people disagreeing with me on that than any like hot take football related or anything I've ever posted. Crazy. It's like a, crazy. It's, it's a religion. It's a religion. And I, and I get it. I'm not, I'm, and I'm, 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 fine to argue with anybody on this thing like it's just to, like, glad to, you backed me up that's good. oh my god it was absolutely insane and if you guys think literally that we're like, that you're just that off when it comes to chicken sandwiches then i, I don't know what to tell you guys like you someone got, tweeted old takes exposed yeah <laughs> yeah i think i think i was like you gotta be kidding i was like this guy really went i was like you really went there like like, like good luck with that Good luck with that because I don't know. It's just 
Uh, but uh, all right, that's that, that's enough for today. And we're, we're done. We're not gonna talk about anything else. I, we just wanted to go ahead and let you guys know that you got broaden your horizons a little bit, live a little bit, be be a be a degenerate. Go get a chicken sandwich from KFC or Zaxby's or Popeyes. And I'm telling you, you'll be like, you know what? It does taste better. And you can go back to Chick Fil A if you want to. Like, but you know what? But I still love Chick Fil A. That's okay. Keep your unity, but don't tell me they have the best chicken sandwich. Don't do it. Not having it. Not having it. Well, anyway, you listen to the podcast. Be sure you go like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave us five stars, follow us on Twitter at Unfiltered Titan. We appreciate all the love and support. It's a bye week. We're gonna relax this week. I love stress free Sundays, even though I love to watch the Titans play every Sunday. The reason I'm so excited about this one is because I know that there's not a chance that anybody can get injured unless they're pulling Aaron Rodgers and fracture their toe on the bye week. So, look, look, everybody stay at home, sit on your asses, and let's get healthy. Let's get some people back from IR, and let's get let's get prepped for the final tell of the season because we got to make sure – we got to win some games. So, we're not done yet, and we got still got work to do. So, until next time, tighten up. <laughs>